What if in 2024, you got a little bit better every day? When you're learning a new language with Babbel, that's exactly what you're doing. And if Babbel can help you start speaking a new language in just three weeks, imagine what you could do in a full year. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts to help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's convenient courses are helping me learn real-life conversation skills in Spanish. It's getting so easy to learn how to order food, ask for directions, or speak to merchants. Studies from Yale, Michigan State University, and others continue to prove Babbel is better. One study found that using Babbel for 15 hours is equivalent to a full semester at college. Babbel has over 16 million subscriptions sold. Plus, all of Babbel's 14 award-winning language courses are backed by their 20-day money-back guarantee. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get 55% off your Babbel subscription, but only for our listeners at babbel.com SPP. That's right. Get 55% off at babbel.com slash SPP. That's spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash SPP. Rules and restrictions may apply. The podcast where we talk to smart people, but not necessarily done by smart people. That is an awesome question. This one goes down probably on one of my top five. Hey, I like nutrition. I like to eat food. This is the coolest thing ever. We're going to do this forever. I wish I paid more attention in that class. You know, I'm going to be honest, I don't understand that. As a man, I just, I don't get it. Welcome to smartpeoplepodcast.com. Hello and welcome to Smart People Podcast, conversations that satisfy your curious mind. Chris Stemp here. Thanks for tuning in. Look, I know our episode this week is going to speak to the soul of so many listeners of this show. Really happy we could bring this to you as we talk about entrepreneurship. I mean, who out there hasn't thought about starting a business? Or how many of you have started a business? It's tough, man. It's a grind. But in my opinion, it is one of the most fun things I have ever done. And I thought maybe we can make this journey even easier for some of you by talking to the expert. This week on the show, we are interviewing Charlene Walters. And Charlene is an entrepreneurship coach. She's a business and branding mentor. She's an author and a trainer. She has an MBA in management and a PhD in business administration and marketing. And she is the author of the brand new book called Launch Your Inner Entrepreneur, 10 Mindset Shifts for Women to Take Action, Unleash Creativity, and Achieve Financial Success. Yeah, did you catch that? This episode's all about women, right? Why not? I don't know if you know this, but our audience actually skews female. I want to say it's around 60%, but we don't just talk about women in here. Obviously, we're talking about entrepreneurship in general, all the things we can learn, and I hope you do. If you find this helpful, reach out to us, smartpeoplepodcast at gmail.com. You know the other thing you can do. Join us on Patreon, patreon.com slash smartpeoplepodcast for as little as two bucks a month. You could have asked Charlene a question. You get access to our guests. You get ad-free episodes. You can reach out to John and I and become part of the crew over there, patreon.com slash smartpeoplepodcast. 
Just wanted to give a shout out to our newest Patreon supporters, Rob H and Jessica W. Thank you so much for your support as we continue building that community. Last but not least, and man, I don't know if I've ever said this before, but we have a sponsor this week that I think you're going to want to listen to. Specifically because John and I, for at least the next four, five, six months, are going to be getting together on a virtual platform to connect with each other and connect with you all. We're going to be talking about things like podcasts, lessons we learned, and this is twice a week. But you have to listen to the sponsor to find out who it is and where to find us. I like that for a cliffhanger. All right, well, let's turn it over to our guest of the hour, Charlene Walters, as we talk about entrepreneurship and her brand new book, Launch Your Inner Entrepreneur. Enjoy. Let's do it. Charlene, first, want to say thanks so much for being on the show. Thanks so much for having me, Chris. I am so excited to talk to you and the audience. Yeah, me too, because I'll tell you, I was just kind of prepping you on this, but we don't cover entrepreneurship a lot, yet when we do on this show specifically, it's always a home run. And I think my guess is we have naturally curious people who listen and curious people tend to go on to build really cool stuff. How do you feel about that? I totally agree. You know, everybody wants to be an entrepreneur and it takes that certain, like you said, curious person who wants to get out there and make a change. So I'm glad you have that type of audience. Yeah. And you know what? Another thing that's kind of a perfect match here with our conversation is I know not all of what you do, but you do skew female, right? So you have a a bend towards women, entrepreneurship and empowerment. And the good thing is, and I don't think listeners know this, our show skews female as well. There you go. That's a perfect match. <laughs> and I don't I, I don't want to admit it, but I think it's just because they're the smarter sex. I mean, I, <laughs> look, I just my thought. I don't know. Could be. They want to listen to smart people. So there, there you go. <laughs> there you go. So we're definitely going to be talking about entrepreneurship. And I really want to focus on, you know, those people listening that have an idea. How to just what do we do? Uh, myself included. I've got a million ideas. How do I do them? But let's just start. Give me a little bit of your background because I know with you and and oftentimes people in the space of entrepreneurship, it is a varied kind of all over background. There's a lot to go over. So Tell us what you're about or or how you got here. Yeah, definitely. So it's been a long journey, but as you said, everyone's path to entrepreneurship is kind of up and down, back forth, all over the place. So I started out in college as an English major, always wanted to be a writer. Here I am a writer now. Mm -hmm. And I got my first job in sales. I worked for a floral import company. And if you're not familiar with that, it's in Miami. They kind of operate like the stock market. The prices of flowers go up and down. And we were selling them to wholesalers across the U.S. And this was really cool to me. It was something different. It started to develop my love of business. I really got interested and decided at that time to go back to school and get an MBA. And when I did that, I'm one, every time I sort of achieve something new, I want to move on to my next step like everyone else. So I decided, okay, what can I do now? And I saw an ad for a position, must have an MBA. It was for an associate dean of a business college. And I thought, well, I have an MBA. Let me try that. It was something Mm. totally new for me. And that sort of kickstarted me into higher ed. 
I have a background in sales and marketing, and I sort of went back and forth between the two for a long time until I eventually realized that I loved curriculum. Curriculum development was my thing, making courses, making workshops, and I eventually landed a gig to create a digital entrepreneurship MBA program. And during that time, I started working with entrepreneurs. I loved just mentoring them, getting to know them, picking out our curriculum, finding the best resources for them. And I also started working a little bit with Entrepreneur Magazine on their Ask an Expert platform. And again, mentoring more entrepreneurs, just kind of getting more into the entrepreneurship world. And I just loved it. And so eventually, I got to the point where I was presenting, I was speaking, I was writing, I was blogging, doing all kinds of stuff in the space. And I eventually launched off on my own as an entrepreneur, doing coaching, doing mentoring full time, writing the books, doing all kinds of stuff. So it's kind of a long journey, but I eventually ended up to, I think, what is a wonderful career for me. Sounds like an awesome journey. Sounds like one that many of us listening have taken to some extent, right? All right. those different twists and turns. There's a few things that jumped out at me there, and this is how my brain works. It's just random. Um, you know, a lot of us hesitate on moving forward with ideas. Uh, this could be entrepreneurial, right? Businesses, launching products, whatever it is. And oftentimes, I think one of the number one reasons is they say, well, I have to achieve X before I can do Y, right? And yes. I'm curious if you ever dealt with this and if so, how you overcame it because, and correct me if I'm wrong, and I, I hope this doesn't come across wrong, but it could seem like earlier on in your career, you could say, who am I to teach entrepreneurs or coach entrepreneurs? I've never had a you know seven figure exit or something along those lines. Did right. you ever have that mindset? How do you overcome it? And how do you recommend others do? Yeah, I think a lot of us suffer, sounds like, from imposter syndrome from what you're describing. And we have that kind of mindset. Should I be doing this? <laughs> Should I be talking about X, Y, Z? And I think the best thing to do, and I talk about this a lot, and it's the main thing to do be to become an entrepreneur in general or anything related, is just to take action. Start putting yourself out there, getting into the conversation. And something that I've always been really good about is if I don't know an area or I'm uncertain is I find someone who does and I ask a lot of questions and I find out as much as I can. I learn what I can. I read, I go to workshop, I attend classes. And that's really all that you have to do is just keep learning and just take your action and put yourself out there. Entrepreneurship is really scary. Doing things that are new in life are really scary, but you have to just kind of get into that mindset of taking that risk, getting into the middle of it, and just kind of going forward. I'm a strong believer that anything that you want to do in life, you can do. It's just about shifting your mindset and then going after it and having a plan, of course. Yeah, I definitely agree. The mindset thing, we've covered that. It's one of our top topics on this show. And it, what I've learned from experts is it really drives the bus. I mean, your beliefs almost directly lead to your outcomes. And so that's a place to focus. That said, it's also a nice bumper sticker. And what I mean <laughs> is like, it's nice to say, well, focus on mindset. Great, Chris, when I have an idea and I'm just trying to pay rent, that doesn't help me get from where I am to where I want to go. Yes. So, you know, you mentioned kind of doing informational interviews. What would you say is that first step to get us out of fear if we have a general idea, but are paralyzed on what to do next. 
Yeah, so I see this a lot when I work with new entrepreneurs. They have a million and one ideas, right? And they're not mm -hmm. sure where to begin. And that's a really a big problem because if you're overwhelmed, you can't start. So what I really recommend for people to do if they're thinking about launching a business is to do their homework. Think about those skills, those expertise, the areas that they're interested in, what they have to offer, and then start looking at the markets and seeing what competitors are out there and where they might fill an unfit, unmet need or a hole in the market and how they can better serve customers out there that are already out there. And it's really kind of scary at first, like, but the better you get to know the market, the better you get to know your target audience, the more you'll be able to formulate that plan. And I always, always recommend to take some of that pressure off, to take some of that fear off as starting as a side hustle. So this way you're kind of formulating your business plan. You're doing surveys, you're researching to see what customers are interested. You're getting all of that kind of background set up going before you actually jump off and leave that day job. And that way you can work on it a little at a time until you really get that traction. And then it's less scary to jump into full-time entrepreneurship. It brings me back and people listening have heard me say this. I, I never really subscribe to the concept of, you know, jump off the cliff and build your wings on the way down or yes. burn the boat. It's just not, <laughs> it just wasn't my style, especially once I had a family and everything. Yes. But a guest one time said, no, don't do that. Just build bridges to the next place. And I, oh. I like that because that's what I think about side hustles as. It's like I can build a bridge while still being kind of firmly uh, secured, if you will. Agreed. I think that's like that for anything. Even if you want to launch into another career or do anything new, you start working on it a little at a time, kind of building the background, getting everything together before you actually make that leap. And that can be, you know, you're doing a lot of it on your own. You can also find a mentor to help you. And it could be different people. You're talking to people who are already in the industry. Maybe you have a formal relationship with a mentor where you're meeting with them to kind of keep track of your progress. Because sometimes it's just nice to have have someone to bounce ideas off of and someone that holds you really accountable. So kind of building a little bit at a time, those bridges, as you said, is really the way to go. I'm trying to kind of cover, I don't want to call it low hanging fruit, but the things that I know all entrepreneurs, myself included, deal with the early objections. And another one is, you know, there's already other people doing it. Right. And I, I love your opinion because let's be honest, right? If you were to just say, and I know you are far more than this, but let's just say you're like, oh, I do coach entrepreneurship coaching and I write. I mean, there's probably a million of them. How did you again overcome that and say yes, but I'll find my unique niche offering value and I will move forward and be successful? So yeah, it has to do with again building that confidence and starting small, starting slowly. So I really started probably 3 or 4 years before I jumped into it, just again taking advice from others who are doing similar things and kind of building my presence, building my background. And a lot of it as you mentioned is and you alluded to is kind of that selling mindset, right? The most important thing for any entrepreneur is to focus on those revenue generating activities and a lot of times we get caught up in the glamour of it, right? We want to have our website. We want to have our marketing campaign. We want to set up our social media. But really, we have to have a strong 
concept of how are we going to actually make money and differentiate ourselves? What do we have to offer that's different than other people out there already doing that? And that unique selling proposition is really key as well as really focusing on how you are going to make money. And you have to get really comfortable with sales. A lot of us are really averse to being a salesperson, right? We don't like that. Fortunately for me, I was a salesperson my first job out of college. And so I I picked up a lot of skills there. And again, I keep coming back to mindset, but it's so important. We have to get over and address any fears we have, fears relating to selling, right? Maybe we don't want to bug or annoy someone. Maybe we're afraid of rejection. And we have to work on getting over those because we'll never be successful until we address those and really just getting our value proposition down and what we have to offer that's different from others who already are in that same market. I love what you were talking about with sales there. Uh, it brings me back to, and I, I do this more and more now that we're on episode 400, but we we interviewed Dan Pink, and I remember reading his book, To Sell as Human. And that was a, a changing point in my mind where I really was like, selling is not sleazy, you know, especially right. today where consumers are so knowledgeable. If you change your approach and think of it more from, I'm going to help them get to where they want to go or get what they need. That's what selling is. How have you approached it that's made you successful? Yeah. So I was just about to say the whole framing as selling. I've approached it as I have something valuable to offer and I'm different because I'm very personable. I really work with people. I lean on those skills that I have. I'm great at building rapport and I really like to talk to people. Say I'm going to do a workshop or a training. I want to talk to and find out about the audience, about who I'm training, about who I'm working with and see where I can provide value and see what their needs are. It's not all about me, right? I'm not just coming in, giving a workshop on whatever I want to. I really, my strength is that I will match what the customer needs, how I can help them, how I can increase their ROI from my workshop or my training. So that's really how I match. I look at my skills and strengths and they're different for different people. So you really have to lean heavily on what you do well and how you can provide value. And the more you do that, the more you think about it in terms of providing value and you're helping them achieve their goals, the better off you'll be. Yeah. And you know, there's a collective, I can almost hear a collective thought, which is most people who have an idea or want to start a business think, or let me change that. They know what you said from a, like a knowledge perspective. They're aware that they should be customer focused, but I think it's a lot harder to do than to know. You know what I mean? To really, because I think a lot of us get into these things for Ego, personal gain, money, status, uh, you know, a dream we had when we were a child, none of those which will allow you to be externally focused. It's it's absolutely true. You know, I had something happen recently where I met with someone and she asked me to give her some questions to talk about for her audience. And I supplied some standard questions and then she did not ask like some tips for her audience. And so I left that feeling like, you know, I did not really give you enough value. Can I please do something additionally? Because I feel like I need to give you more. And so you have to really approach it from that way. It is not all about you. It's the 
about helping other people. And you have to really be focused on that all the time. If you feel like you didn't provide enough value, what else can you do to kind of up that? Because that is the name of the game. That's keeping people happy. That's keeping your network strong. And people will keep coming back to you and referring you to others. And you really have to keep it top of mind. Yeah, that's such a good point. Um, I have another one that tends to nag at me, and I thought that it was common, but I found that some people just do not think this at all, for better or worse. Oftentimes, I'll come up with an idea or a thought or something I want to put out in the world, and I will get so hung up on, does anyone actually need this? Like, am I, is this going to be valuable, or uh, am I just adding more noise to the world? Do you hear that often? And what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, you know, it's funny. Recently, I got a message on Instagram from someone who said that they read an article I wrote about personal branding and how that after reading that article, they felt the confidence to go out there and start posting and sharing their ideas. And I think we all feel that to some extent. You know, it's that imposter syndrome. It's that confidence. Does anyone really care about this topic? Do they care what I have to say? And I think even though we might think the world is flooded with ideas, they're all different and people are different. And no matter what your perspective, you can always learn something from everyone. So I think don't double, don't question yourself. I think whatever you have to say is an important and there's somebody who needs to hear it. So don't, I wouldn't question that. Get over it. you just said that there's somebody <laughs> that needs to hear it. I, I would just the other day heard, uh, I think it was on Instagram, Gary Vaynerchuk talking about something. And I don't, know where I stand with my opinion of him. I I used to not like him, but he's growing on me. And this is an example of one of the things he said. He said, look, it's not up to you to judge if it's valuable or not. Like put your ideas out there, create, and then listen and learn and observe. And I just, I've never thought of it that way. It seems simple, but like if you put it out there and people enjoy it, then they have decided it is valuable. It's really hard to guess what others will find as valuable. Yes, absolutely. I agree. You know, you have to wait and see, see the reaction. And I do that a lot with anything I'm doing on social media in general. I watch and I wait and I see. And I had something recently with also, I think on Instagram, you know how you have the top nine of the year. What are your top nine photos that are resonating Mm -hmm. with people? And I saw it was a lot of photos of me. And I thought, do they just want to see me out there doing things? And I think that's important too, is to put yourself into your content, no matter what you're doing, because people don't just want constant, you know, business tips and they want to see that you're a real person, that you're authentic, that you go through similar things that they are going through. So I think the more you put yourself front and center, you insert yourself in there, the better off you'll be and people will be able to relate to you more. This week's episode is brought to you by Stereo. Join us every Monday and Wednesday over on the Stereo app. After each episode, we're taking a deep dive of Smart People Podcast over to Stereo so we can talk directly to you about the episode. Stereo is where people have started talking together again. You can be your very own talk host, or if listening's more your jam, jump on our Stereo Talk and ask all of those questions you've been itching to ask. Download the Stereo app and follow us at Stereo.com slash SmartPeoplePod, or check out the link in the description. We absolutely love stereo. We're on the app talking all the time. Follow Chris and I and get notified every time we go live. Smart People Podcast can be found on stereo at stereo.com slash smart people pod. 
So again, join us every Monday and Wednesday over on the Stereo app. If you've ever had questions about the podcast or just anything in general, and you've wanted to reach out to Chris and I, now's your chance. You can do so on Stereo. Download the Stereo app today and follow us at Stereo.com slash SmartPeoplePod. And now back to the episode. That's a great point. One of the things I'd love to talk with you about, I don't know if it gets covered enough out in the world, is the reality of entrepreneurship. And given all those that you've taught, advised, coached, you see the ups and the downs. Could you tell us a little bit about what it's like to, you know, be on the front lines as an entrepreneur, to build things, to put your heart and soul into something, that the uncertainty, all of that, that comes along with it? Yeah, I think it's so important for people to realize that it is such a long journey, that it's not instant. You know, we see all of these what look like instant success stories, right? But we don't see all of the rejections. We don't see everything, the failures that have gone on for years. We're just looking at the success and that can be really dangerous. So I really recommend that new entrepreneurs think about it in terms of the long haul. It won't happen overnight. Nothing that that's great in life will happen overnight. So you have to be really good about really building your resilience and getting used to that failure and getting used to that rejection. And it'll happen to me, you know, I'll have times where something will happen still and I'll have a little minor rejection and I'll find myself focusing on that. And so what I always recommend for people to do when that happens is just to kind of get out of it for a minute, take a break because you can get burnt out. If something happens to me where I'm focusing on the wrong thing, I'm being sucked in by something bad that's happened, I'll take a break if I don't have any pressing meetings or anything that afternoon. I'll go spend some time with my kids. I'll do a workout. I'll do something else so I can come back fresh. And it's really about that. It's not about just plan A and it's going to work instantly. It's about plan A, B, C, D. Mm. It's about pitching, trying to get sales, and then you know, just dealing with those rejections and setbacks, the more you put yourself out there and try, the more likely you will be to succeed. And that really is something that you have to get comfortable with and really understand going into entrepreneurship. Yeah. I think about it all the time. I really do. I think about, yeah, for every success story we hear, there's a hundred people struggling. And I don't think of that as necessarily them failing. It's just eventually they'll get there that long, that long upward climb. But those listening know if it's in you, it's in you like that. I just heard that quote the other day again. I always think about it, which is, um, you know, entrepreneurs will work 80 hours a week so they don't have to work 40 hours a week or something <laughs> like that. And it's, it's a yes. perfect description. Don't you think? I, I totally agree, you know, and you can really throw your heart, your soul into it. It's your baby. And it's just about really sticking with it, having the tenacity and just keeping moving forward. And, you know, even really, really successful people that we know that are famous, that are out there all the time, they still struggle with fear, rejection. They have setbacks all the time. And I think it's important when we hear those stories that we can relate to it and understand there's nothing like there's no smooth path. Sometimes people will reach out to me and ask me, well, how are you doing these cool things? And how did that happen? And I think they think sometimes I might just say, oh, call this person. They'll hook you up. Then do this, <laughs> you know, and there's just no single path. It's like different for everyone. And you just have to keep trying and keep going and just have that end goal in sight all the time. And if you really, really want it, you'll get there eventually. I couldn't agree with you more, honestly. 
I want to transition a little bit. We're going to talk about your book in a moment here and talk about some specific steps that people can take, but kind of taking a step back because I just dove headfirst into like, you know, the questions about being an entrepreneur. What is your biggest focus at the moment? And, and what I mean is I know you have this book that literally as of today, hasn't even come out yet. It's coming out very soon. Um, but like, is it, consulting, coaching, I guess, where do you spend the most time professionally? Yeah. So basically right now the book has kind of taken over, like you said. So the launch is coming up on February 23rd. So that's derailed me a lot. But generally speaking, I focus on doing corporate training and doing mentoring. Those are my two main things. In addition to writing, I also love writing and I will probably be working on a third book here soon. So those are my main areas of focus. I work a lot with entrepreneurs. I love that. I love being in the space. I love helping people. I love kind of networking and putting myself out there too. In doing training, like I just want to add value. It sounds really kind of Pollyanna. And, Mm. but forgive me for saying it, but I just want to help people. And I sort of want to have that kind of impact. And I think through mentoring and training, I can do that. All right, Charlene, quick side note here, just because I have to, I have to support you for a minute. I have to validate you. Um, You know, I gave you a little bit of my background and the listeners know, so I'm not going to go in, but now I do training. So for the past five years, I did it as a consultant for Franklin Covey. And now I do it internally for leaders, primarily at Nestle. I got into it for that same reason. And almost everyone I've met who does training, when you ask them at their core, why they say, I just, I want to help people be better now, better in what? Well, there's a bunch of different courses and classes and things, but better. So I think you are spot on with that. I just, I wanted to tell you. Yeah, definitely. I, I started, you know, in higher ed and I had a lot of helping people and helping students. And I love that. I love to help people. And a lot of them still keep in touch with me. And I found, you know, that even though I'm not necessarily working with MBA students at the moment, I've picked up students here on Instagram, on Twitter, on LinkedIn, all over the place, people who will ask me questions. And I think that's so great and such a compliment. And it really enables me to connect with other people, which is so important for all of us. Okay. So you say corporate training, mentoring, and writing. Let's take the training aspect. So this is going into organizations and doing training, right? Yes, definitely. Okay. Yes. What, what topics do you tend to teach them? So I talk about building innovation and creativity. I talk about developing an entrepreneurial mindset as an entrepreneur. I talk about work-life balance, leading remote teams. Those are kind of my core areas. But I also talk about marketing, anything really that adds value. And I feel like I could give tips and advice that would really help the company. Perfect. That makes a lot of sense. Um, Let's move on to the mentoring one which I think, you know, for those listening is, is probably the one that we could hone in on. Let's imagine this will be fun, right? So I have this business. It's a podcast. Me and John do it. Um, we clearly need help on making it bigger. Let's imagine I'm like, man, we need to grow this thing. We've got ideas and I need help from, and I've read your book or something. I need help from Charlene. So I come to you. How does that work? Like take us through it because many of us do not know what it's like to work with a coach or a mentor specifically around building a business. 
Yeah, so it really depends on the person. But like what I like to do in the beginning is really kind of connect, find out what their goals are. A lot of times, like I said, many entrepreneurs have a lot of different goals and kind of get your focus and your ideas of where you are and where you want to head next. And then we sort of start chipping away at those goals, whatever they may be. What are the micro steps we need to make it happen? And then we kind of come up, what I like to do is come up with an action plan for them. Okay, here's what I think we should work on next. And then circle back in a little bit and we'll go over it and kind of do our next set of goals to where we need to get to next. So really it's about the individual and what they need. And I've had a lot of different people come to me. It could be about someone who's an entrepreneur who already has a business and wants to kind of move to the next level. So we'll come up with our action plan for getting there. Sometimes it's about someone who really wants to become an entrepreneur and is not yet sure how to start. So it's about just kind of taking that that leap and making those plans to make it happen. And then other times I'll meet with people who just want to kind of uh, connect about their professional goals. How can they move forward? How can they switch industries? Maybe they want to build their presence or their brand. So it really depends. But I think I try to because I want to provide value and I really want to help. So I try to find out as much as I can before going into the meeting so Mm. that I can really brainstorm and help them as much as possible with my ideas. And then we kind of take it from there. See, and and this makes sense to me, but again, you know, a lot of people having not experienced it, I could hear them going, so, you know, what, what happens? Like, what do you do? So uh, what I'd like to know is, you know, do you see any similarities where, you know, let's take the entrepreneur, somebody who wants to start a business, where they get stuck and you're able to help them and add value? Is it in your experience, you've seen companies grow? Is it planning? Is it marketing? Is it social media, like specific areas where you go, this is where I tend to help the most people or provide the most value? Yeah. So I think a lot of it for those initial entrepreneurs is really helping them focus and get their target market just right and getting their planning down. I think that's a big one. I cannot tell you enough how many times I've met with people who have a lot of good ideas and don't necessarily know how to focus. I also am really big about branding. I have a PhD in marketing. So that's really my area is creativity, marketing, and then also just trying to help people execute on that and holding them accountable. I would say those are my value propositions. Different people are different. Some people have a background in tech and they can really help someone with, you know, developing a tech product. That wouldn't be me. I'm more about streamlining and helping the person get on track and really kind of fine tuning their target audience, their market. I think a lot of entrepreneurs struggle in those areas. I think you're probably right. And I'm glad you brought that up because I want to get into this, and this is also what's covered in your book, and and we mentioned this in the intro, but the book is Launch Your Inner Entrepreneur, 10 Mindset Shifts for Women to Take Action, Unleash Creativity, and Achieve Financial Success. And I want to talk about, we've kind of covered the mindset piece, uh, but I know you get into branding and building presence, and I think you're right. That's a place a lot of people get stuck because they're like, I've got the idea, Maybe I've got a couple bucks or I've got some time or I've even got some connections, but I don't really know how to take my idea and allow others to see it, which is how I view kind of branding, presence, marketing. Um, Tell us about, you know, your, what is your first advice or maybe most important advice on how to get people to even see your idea and, and package it in a way where it's, 
helpful. So it really starts with planning. Like you think of your own unique selling proposition. What do you have to offer? What are your skills? What's your area of expertise? And how does that align with your business? And then you sort of just list, you know, some keywords and start coming up with sort of a description for your own personal brand, right? And then we kind of take it from there and we start just putting ourselves out there. And a lot of times for someone who's brand new, just starting off with building their brand, I recommend starting as a blog. A lot of times websites have a blogging capabilities built right in. And that's kind of an easy way to control the content, to control your schedule, start putting your ideas out there and kind of getting used to it. And then you can start contributing to media outlets and sharing your thoughts as an expert. The more you grow and you start building your following, you of course want to get set up on social media. Also, podcasting is great. And you know, you've been in it, as you said, for years and it's sort of really catching on even more now so because of the pandemic. But I think either being a guest on a podcast or starting your own podcast is great because it's good not only to kind of build your expertise, but I also think you get to network a lot. I mean, I'm sure you've met tons of wonderful people and I have too. I've enjoyed every person I've gotten to know. And I think it's amazing. You know, I'm, I'm so glad you said that. I mean, of course we've touched on this in the past, but I mean, it's just, there's so many benefits to doing something and it's easy yes. to say, right? It's easy to say now that we've been doing it for a long time or we got in quote unquote early, but there's always something new. Go to clubhouse right now, you know, the new thing or right. try it out. Um, so my question then is, and again, all of this goes back to, have you heard this? Do you hear this a lot? People will then do it. So maybe it's a podcast, maybe it's a blog. And then invariably they don't get the big response that's motivational, right? It's almost impossible to just start and be big right away. So what do you say to that person who launched their podcast? They spent all the time or they wrote their blog and nobody read it or nobody listened. Yeah. So it's about consistency and really adding value and then reciprocating. Like you have to get out there and interact with people and be interested in their stuff and pull them in and then they'll be interested in your stuff. And I think you're right. When you first start off, you think, boy, this isn't really doing anything. It's going really slow, but it's that kind of thing that builds over time. I remember when I first started off with my blog and I thought the same as you, does anyone care? Does anybody want to hear what I have to say? But then as time goes on and it takes a long time, to gain traction. People start inviting you into do guest blogs. They start inviting you on their podcasts. And that's not initial. That takes you putting yourself into the mix. That takes you networking. That takes you joining the conversation. And like you said, Clubhouse right now is a great place to join conversation. There are groups on LinkedIn, Facebook, where you start interacting with people. And the more you put in, the more you're going to take out. But you have to know that it is going to take time to make it happen, to grow that presence. This week's episode is brought to you by Audible. Audible is the leading provider of spoken word entertainment all in one place. At Audible, you can find the largest selection of audiobooks, ranging from bestsellers and new releases to business, motivation, and more. There's tons of original entertainment from top celebrity creators and thousands of popular and binge-worthy podcasts. As an Audible member, you get one credit every month good for any title in the entire premium selection. That means the latest bestseller, the buzziest new release, the hottest celebrity memoir, or that bucket list title you've been meaning to pick up. And these titles are yours to keep forever in your Audible library. You also get full access to the popular Plus catalog. 
It's filled with thousands and thousands of audiobooks, original entertainment, guided fitness and meditation, sleep tracks for better rest, and podcasts. And all of these are included with your membership, so you can download and stream all you want, no credits needed. Simply put, Audible is your playlist for life. The new Plus catalog makes Audible memberships so much more valuable and gives all members a chance to listen to and discover new favorites and new formats, like the exclusive Words Plus Music series, or a podcast you never considered before. New members can always try Audible for 30 days for free. Just visit audible.com smart or text smart to 500-500. Again, visit audible.com smart or text smart to 500-500. And now back to the episode. I'd love to get into one or two very specific things because I know, obviously, you just touched on them and you could be thinking that is specific, but like almost <laughs> super granular. What are some things you did or you would recommend to the person who wants to go on a platform? Maybe it's a LinkedIn, maybe it's a blog, maybe it's a podcast, but like, and you can pick the platform or the modality, but what do we actually do? Give us almost a click by click. Yeah. So I say, okay, so let's start with LinkedIn groups. So you start looking for groups that are related to your business, where people are having conversations in your industry. You look for those groups, you join the groups, and then you start identifying people that are already highly visible, right? You start bonding with them. You start following their content, their posts, seeing what they're doing, seeing what people are really talking about in your industry, and then adding to those conversations, commenting on posts, connecting with those people, trying to really meet those influencers and kind of getting in there with them. And then also just publishing your content in there and trying to pull people in. I think that's a really great way to begin is just to really get to know other people who are already doing that. Maybe look at some podcasts that are aligned with your business and seeing if you can maybe become a guest, pitching in those. Then also you can join, help a reporter out. I don't know if you're familiar. I'm sure a lot of people maybe are, but that's a great place to really begin kind of looking for opportunities and for the audience, if they're not familiar, reporters and journalists will post if they need a quote or an expert in a certain area. And so you can read through those, you get an email on a daily basis, and then you can comment. And a lot of times they'll pick up your pitch and they'll insert it into their article. And again, you're just, again, putting yourself out there. And I find that the more I started doing those kind of things early on, the more people would send me emails and say, hey, I read your article and such and such. You know, I would love it if you could come do a presentation We're doing a workshop for women entrepreneurs or immigrant entrepreneurs. I did one recently, and I thought you might be able to add value. So the more your name is sort of out there, the more people are interacting with you. And just start. I mean, join the groups. Go join. I joined the National Speakers Association when I was first getting started out, and I met a lot of other people. And we started a mastermind group with similar people, and I found out what they were doing, and I learned from them. And I think... The more you go and listen to other people who are doing what you want to do, you'll pick up little tips here and there. You can always learn something from every single person you listen to. I like what you were saying about get in on the conversation. You know, a lot of times we think, oh, it just means put content out. But, and correct me if I'm wrong, I kind of think that ship has sailed to some extent. Of course, it'll always be there and you can. But I think if you want to almost streamline or, or just really rocket, your 
visibility, you have to get in there and do things and say things and add value and follow and all the things you just mentioned or else, yeah, maybe you are just kind of shouting into the ether. Yes. I I mean, I see it all the time. If you ever looked up someone and they're on, I don't know, say Twitter and they have 50,000 followers, but then you look at their posts and there's no interaction and you think, you know, they just have not done a good job about engaging with their audience, right? It's really about building that connection with people that we want as customers, people we want in our network. And the more we give back and put out there, the more we'll get back, right? So you really have to keep that forefront is building those connections, really getting to know others. You know, as we mentioned, I have a book coming out. So I am like floored by the number of people I have interacted with on different social media platforms just for years we've been interacting who are coming to me and saying hey I'd like to support you how can I can I post something on your behalf can you come on my podcast can you do such and such can I do something for you and I think that's what it's really about is building those relationships helping people when they need it and then they'll come back and help you and you can just join this broader conversation I want to, I think I jumped the gun a little bit as we talked about branding. I'm wondering, do you often get people who say, you know, I want to be an entrepreneur. I want to own my own business. I want to be my own boss. I want to write, speak, consult, have an app, whatever it is, but I don't quite know what my business actually looks like. Like, I don't know how this thing is going to make money. You know, I, I have a message, I have a story, I have charisma, I have whatever, but help me figure out how it's a business. Do you, do you ever get to that early a level? Yeah, I think sometimes it, <laughs> it is because, you know, they'll, they'll focus on the business, what they want to do. But then I have to bring everyone back to the revenue generation. And it sounds somebody actually just commented on that. I was writing about, you know, you have to make sure revenue generation is at front and center. And they thought, you know, it seems like such a simple idea, but it's so important. So sometimes we do. We have to really think about that target audience and then, you know, survey do surveys to find out, will they really pay for this product or service? Is there really a need? How much are they willing to spend? Where are they currently buying? And what might make them kind of make that jump over to your product or service? And I think getting all that homework done, it seems boring. It seems like it would stop you, but it's so crucial for ensuring that your business concept is viable. What type of um, entrepreneurs, do you tend to mentor most? Like, have you, do you have kind of a niche where people come to you when they're looking to create a business in a certain space? I would say they've been all over the board in terms of their different spaces. I would say, you know, certain certain businesses, say if it's a real uh, tech startup, I would not be the exact person. You'd want somebody who had uh, had experience there. I do get people who want to become authors sometimes, who want to build a brand, which I really feel I have a lot to, to offer. I've had people in real estate and fashion, people who have been in the travel industry. So it's kind of been all over the place. And I think, you know, it doesn't really matter the type of business per se, as long as I'm able to provide them value, right? So a lot of areas I would be a natural fit, depending on some I might not be. And I would be honest with that person and say, you know, I think you would be better off. Like we've seen on Shark Tank, right? They say, you know, Hmm. Lori would be a good fit or Barbara would be a good fit. And and that's how it is with entrepreneurship. So it just depends. But it's been a, a variety of different types of businesses. Sure. Yeah. I was just curious if, if anything kind of gravitated specifically your way. It No, you know, it just, it's kind of been all over the board at this point. Yeah. 
let's let, you know when we've been really talking about things that are in your book uh, again it's called launch your inner entrepreneur tell me how this book came about you know it's new um it's just coming out why write it and give me the sales pitch on it the sales pitch okay so i could tell you about how i started writing it so Again, I've always wanted to become an author. It's been a goal of mine for a long time. And I sort of put it on the back burner. It's one of those things, you know, you, you think you'll always do it. And then I yeah. came back and I started thinking about, well, where could I add value? And I started thinking about all of the different topics I present on, I write about and how it would come together and help people. And then I started looking at, well, what books are already on the market, right? Because everybody's, there's so many different ways to publish right now. And a lot of people are writing books and putting content content out there. So I wanted to make sure that it would be something that was different. And I started looking at entrepreneurial mindset and I thought that would be an area where I had a lot of value to offer. Mm -hmm. And then I saw the books that were out there and I saw that there weren't a lot of them focused particularly on women. So mm -hmm. I decided that that might be a good place to put my put my energy, put my effort. And I started writing the book proposal and all that. Well, interestingly enough, during that time, this was right before COVID when it was all going on and I was getting the book deal actually during COVID, so many women left the workforce, 2.2 million women left between February to October of 2020. They were just more impacted by layoffs, furloughs, and a lot of them just left because they didn't have that flexibility. They were just kind of overwhelmed by additional homeschooling, taking care of their families during COVID. So I, it really ended up to be a great time for this book because I think entrepreneurship can be a wonderful option for many of these women out there who want that greater flexibility. They want more control over their careers. They want to be able to balance their families and their business and be successful and really provide. And I think more women than ever before are also the primary or co-breadwinners for their families. Some, I think it's 42%. So that's really big. You know, we've seen a big shift in terms of women taking care of their families. And I personally, when my kids were just two and four, they're teenagers now, but my husband left for work one day and he was involved in an accident and he passed away, which oh was gosh. really, you know, a big upset in my life, very tragic. And I found myself as, you know, that primary breadwinner and that person who had to be both balancing my family and balancing my business. And I really felt like based on my experience and knowing what it's like to be in that situation, I really wanted to help women. So this is my way of, of doing that. Wow. That is, uh, that. thank you for the background. And that is an incredible story. I can't even imagine how that changed everything for you. I mean, that just must have lit a fire where you said, you know, this is what I'm going to do and I'm going to handle it and I'm going to go all in. And now you're kind of helping others do it. Yeah, I, I, it was a big, obviously a big shakeup. And, you know, as anyone finds themselves in that situation, you just sort of dig deep and you keep going. And my life, I would say, has changed and just gone in a new direction that it might not have been had my that not happened to me right so mm -hmm. i think i really i have two girls actually too so i want to be a great role model for them but mm -hmm. i also want to sort of and i don't mean this in a condescending way but set an example for other women who might have something similar happen to them or they find themselves on their own and just know that they can really do it and you know they're in charge of their own destiny 
Well, I, I love that because, you know, I, I, of course, attach everything I hear and I, I filter it through my own, my own lens. Um, I have a two and a five-year-old. My wife has worked for 15 years. She just stopped working in December. Oh, um, okay. <laughs> she was a teacher and it's just been absolutely insane and we just couldn't do it, you know? And so what you're right. saying is like literally speaking to us. Um, and who knows what the the future will hold, but I think, listen, for those who are listening, I mean, what you just said, Charlene, is you have gotten your message, right? You know your value proposition, you know who you're serving, and by the way, it happens to be like my wife. So the, the point is you have really gotten that goal and that idea in mind, which is what you've been saying for the past 45 minutes. Yes, definitely. I think, you know, there's... We, we have to support each other as people, as women, you know, and there's a lot of great men like yourself who are saying, yes, this really resonates. You know, there are a lot of women who've been impacted. We've been impacted. We have younger children. And I think the more we all support each other and work together, the better it will be. And however we do that, you know, you having me on the podcast today talking about this is helping other women out there. I'm writing a book to help other women. You know, we just have to support people. And I think entrepreneurship is really a wonderful wonderful way to make that happen. Well, we've only got a couple of minutes left. I want to, I do want to ask though, a very specific kind of question about your book and what you what you talk about. And for all of our, as I mentioned, you know, the majority of our list, uh, listeners or our listeners skew female, um, <laughs> what is kind of that piece of advice you would like to leave them with? Of course, you've got this great book coming out. There's all types. I mean, step-by-step step, how to take your ideas, turn them into reality, all of that. But what would you like to leave them with as they kind of end this discussion? So I usually leave people with two pieces of advice. And my first one I alluded to a little bit earlier on, but I'll repeat it because I think it's important. So I just want the audience to know that whatever you want to do in life, you can do. It's just about putting your mind to it and then developing your plan and sticking with it. Really so much that separates the successful people from the non-successful people is just getting that idea out there, taking action, and then sticking with it. The other thing that I think is so vital, particularly now during the pandemic and just the way things are going where we're working from home, we're juggling a lot, is to really focus on self-care and balance. You know, we can work ourselves to death here at home. We can mm -hmm. stay in our offices all day. You know, it's important that we're focusing on other areas of our lives, that we're doing those things we love, that we are working out, that we are getting enough sleep, that are, we are eating healthy because the better and healthier and happier we are, the better our business will be, the happier our family will be. So that's really important. And then also, you know, as part of that, I learned obviously this lesson the hard way, but we never know when the last time we'll talk to someone is. We never know mm -hmm. when the last opportunity we have to interact with, with someone will be. So we have to make sure that we are really taking the time for those people and things that are important to us because you just, we it can disappear from us one day. So again, just make sure that you're spending time with the people and things that are central in your life, your family, your friends, doing those things that make you a better person and happier and healthier. And then also that will bring back into your business and into your professional life as well. So balance and putting your mind to whatever you want to do. Well, and you know what you just said, I mean, it also helps you focus. You know, when you realize yes. the finite nature of 
life, relationships, you realize that the journey is what's important. You realize that you should be doing something you enjoy. You want to talk about a method to focus. You just described it. Yes, absolutely. I mean, it is so vital. And even, you know, particularly as entrepreneurs or anyone, we have this tendency to kind of want to overwork. I think we talked about it earlier in the business is our baby, but we have to remember the other things that are important too. And again, it comes back to our business. Like I know that when I'm feeling just overwhelmed, if I take a break, I'm so much more productive and the same Mm. for everyone else out there and really just kind of focus on the big picture of life. As you said, Chris, Yeah, it's important. Well, Charlene, thank you so much for your work, for being on the show, for your message. Uh, The book is Launch Your Inner Entrepreneur. 10 Mindset Shifts for Women to Take Action, Unleash Creativity, and Achieve Financial Success. Charlene, for those out there who've just, who this has resonated for, who have connected with you, where are you? Are you writing more? Are you blogging, tweeting? You know, where can we find you? Yeah, definitely. You can find me on social media. I'm Charlene Walters, PhD on Instagram. I am C. Walters, PhD on Twitter. I'm Charlene Walters, PhD on LinkedIn, Facebook. You can find me on Clubhouse at C. Walters, PhD. And you can find out more about me on my site at charlenewalters.com. I love it. And I'm going to connect with you on Clubhouse. I just spent for the first time 30 minutes on it last night. I'm, I'm starting to dig it. I think I like it. Yeah, I'm just, I'm new on there too. So we will learn together. (laughs) There we go. Well, Charlene, thank you so much. Really appreciate it. Thank you so much, Chris. Thank you everyone for listening too. That was Charlene Walters. Hope you enjoyed. Her book, Launch Your Inner Entrepreneur, can be found wherever books are sold. All right, let's jump into the quick housekeeping items. If you'd ever like to reach out to this show, email us at smartpeoplepodcast at gmail.com. Message us on Twitter at Smart People Pod or sign up for the newsletter over at smartpeoplepodcast.com. And if you'd ever like to help out the show, easiest thing you can do is just send the podcast to a friend or family member, somebody who hasn't heard the show before. But if you want to support us monetarily, you can always head over to Patreon at patreon.com slash smartpeoplepodcast. All right, that's it for us this week. So make sure you stay tuned. We've got a lot of great interviews coming up and we will see you all next episode. Don't miss our Smart People podcast deep dive and Q&A over on the Stereo app, where we'll be going live every Monday and Wednesday, and we want to hear from you. We got to speak to a few listeners, new and old, in our first Stereo show, and we're looking forward to connecting with more of you. Stereo is the app for live social conversations, and we want to talk directly with you, our listeners. You can join our show, ask questions about the podcast, and share your experiences and opinions. We want to hear everything. Download now and join us live this week. The link to our shows in our show notes, but you can also head over to stereo.com slash smartpeoplepod. people pod.